Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to yet another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burl, and I am joined by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, the Jays just played a very interesting series here in Cleveland. They lost two out of the first three games, and game four, as we speak, is currently being played. Right now, it's two to two in the fourth, with Alec Manoa one strike away from getting out of the inning. As things stand currently, the Jays are 17 and 12, or three games back of the AL East. But before we get into the games, we just want to say really quick, welcome back to Oscar Hernandez. Glad to have you back in this lineup. And also, a happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful moms out there. Yeah, first and foremost, happy Mother's Day um, to your mom, to my mom, to all moms out there. Also want to throw... Another little shout out there. It's actually my mother's 50th birthday today. Very big milestone in her life. I don't think she likes the age too much, but mom, (laughs) you're a beautiful woman. You're a great mom and happy birthday and happy Mother's Day to you. Mm -hmm. And to all those people without a mom, I know this day can be tough for you. So we're thinking about you as well. This is your day as well, just like it is for one of them. But uh, back to baseball here. Give you a quick little recap. Game one of the series, the Jays uh, lost six to five. Jose Barrio struggled again. The Jays went one for 10 with runners in scoring positions. We did get a home run from Vladdy Guerrero Jr. And we did get a finally his first home run of the season from Alejandro Kirk. So you'll love to see that. Game two originally got rained out. So we ended up having to play a doubleheader on Saturday. So in game one, the Jays went eight to three. Kevin Gosman was a stud again. Offense got going early off Shane Bieber. We scored four in the second and three more in the fourth. And the Jays drew 10 walks in that game. That's got to be a season high. Good to see from an offense who hasn't been struggling to draw walks. Game three didn't go well for the Jays there. Jays only scored two. Cleveland scored eight. Jays just didn't have it in this one. Ross Stripling got hit around pretty good. Casey Lawrence, Ryan Brucky, David Phelps all gave up runs and Jays only had four hits total. You're not going to win many games when stuff like that. Uh, game four, like we mentioned, is currently being played right now. It is two to two in the bottom of the fourth. Um, Jays loaded the bases in the first and welcome back to Oscar. He had a two RBI single. Manoa has been dancing in and out in trouble. Cleveland, the scrappy bunch has been getting some soft hits off him, but he's been able to escape at the jam and only two runs through three innings so far. So Riley, any thoughts on that series so far? Yeah, I'm honestly real surprised at how well the Indians have, have right. played. They got, uh, or sorry, the guardians. Yes. Um, uh, there's a no-name guy in the hill today. I don't quite know his name. First time I've ever heard of, heard of him. Um, Kepager, something like that. <laughs> you got a name? His name there. Their pitching look. Gr- yeah, do that. And, and I'll touch on. We hit Shane Bieber hard in that in that game, man. Like I was, I was worried. Shane Bieber is one of the premier pitchers in the league, mm-hmm. and we made we made him look like your average guy like it was a great game for us and you know we scored eight runs but then we gave up eight runs it's I, I we really need to take this like you said it's 2-2 right now Manoa's walking in out of trouble Tay Oscar's back he's got our two RBIs so I mean it's a big game here like we're in a tight division right now what's the name uh Pilkington's the guy's name Plankington um, yeah He's, he has struck out six Blue Jays so far, so he's not looking too terrible in this first game here. No. And I've noticed the Jays, they've really hit well against the upper echelon pitchers. Like, we've hit Garrett Cole well this year. We've hit Shane Bieber well. It's these guys like Aaron Savali that are coming in here and Pilkington that are coming in and stifling this offense a little bit. So I'd love to see that turn around as we go. But, Riley, let's just get right into our thumbs up, thumbs down here. A lot of crazy stuff happened in this four-game series. So, Riley, I'll throw it to you first. Who gets your first thumbs up for the Blue Jays this series? Well, it would have to be the the starter in that first game of the doubleheader. It was our ace, Kevin Gosman. Yep. He looked excellent on the mound. Um, and like, I really broke down his pitches. This is the one start of Gosman's I really paid attention to 
how he was throwing the ball, and he looked so good, man. Um, he made him look. It made him look foolish. He pitched six and a third. He only mm-hmm. struck out five five guys in this start, yep. but it felt like he struck out ten guys just the way <laughs> he was throwing. Like he was he was dynamite. He gave up a run, and he did give up his first walk, right. which whatever that's bound to happen. Like it just he's thrown ridiculous, man. Kevin Gosman is is you know supposed to replace Robbie Ray, mm-hmm. and he has the potential to. Um, you know, I'm not going to make any big claims, but if he keeps throwing like this, we had a Cy Young winner last year and we have a chance to have another Cy Young winner this year with Kevin Gosman because he has been nothing but great for us. Yeah, our expectations coming in was Kevin Gosman was going to be our Robbie Ray replacement and Robbie Ray literally won the Cy Young award last year. We all thought Gosman was going to be good, but we didn't think it was going to be this good and the fact that it took till six start to finally walk a batter is absolutely insane riley i'm gonna read off some stats here on where kevin gosman yeah. ranks across mlb and pitchers and, and tell me what your thoughts are on this so we'll six starts, his 2.13 era is 16th in the big leagues which 2.13 is good but you know it's early there's a lot of yeah. numbers going around there his 38 innings pitched second best in baseball he's has a 31.3 strikeout percentage seventh best in baseball 0.7% walk percentage, 0.7% best in baseball. That's that's, hasn't, yeah. hasn't given up a home run this year, best in baseball. Yeah. 0.75 fit, best in baseball. He gets a 50% outside of the zone swing percentage. So about half the pitches he throws outside of the zone, guys are swinging at, best in baseball. And his 2.2 fan graphs were, again, best in baseball. What do you think about those stats for Kevin Gosman? I think the, I think those are great, man. The ERA still, man. I don't care what rank you are, any time of the year, any time at all, you're throwing the ball in as a starting pitcher and have a sub three earn run average. Mm-hmm. That's that's dynamite, man. And your six starts in the air. Yes, that's a small sample size, but multiply that in twelve starts. If it's the same, that's how you can kind of expect how his year is going to progress. So he's halfway there to having that number. Um, as far as your other stats go, um, I'm not surprised on the walks and the home runs, but strikeouts too. He's up there. He's almost leading in every category that makes a pitcher a good pitcher. <laughs> it's amazing to see, right? And the outside of the zone, I, I, I'm sure you've kind of looked into that too. I'm going to assume most of those are on this on the splitter down in the zone or down in a way to right-handed batters because there's a lot of times he can make a right-hander look look just so stupid, even on a slightly outside pitcher, a slightly below the zone. Yeah, man. If you didn't think Kevin Gosman was our ace at the start of the year, you're, you're mistaken because this guy is our ace pitcher. I feel like we're going to give Kevin Gosman a thumbs up after every start he makes this year. It's, it's almost turning into must-watch TV whenever Kevin Gosman's on the mound. Uh, I want to move on to our next little thumbs up. We mentioned it in last episode, uh, Alejandro Kirk. And Riley, I'm really becoming a fan when we give a guy a thumbs down and we tell him, hey, he needs to be a little better. He needs to step it up. And then almost immediately he goes on a tear and he does something great. That's exactly what happened with Alejandro Kirk. He is four for 12 on the series with two walks. He did hit his first home run of the season and it's progress from what we saw. He is walking more than he's striking out still. And as we mentioned in the episodes prior, his defense has been much better. Alejandro Kirk quietly has a 101 OPS plus on the season, which ranks 11th for major league catchers. So if he can keep this up with this level of production in the bat, it's going to go a long way to make this Jays offense click. And I think this little start, we can kind of move that and put it on behind us now. Alejandro Kirk is a really good catcher, and he should be one of the better ones in baseball. 
Absolutely, man. I predict that like it will it'll be a short time before he really is one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. He's a throwback kind of guy. Um, I'd like his defense to be a little bit better, but you know what? Like I said last week, even when Jansen comes back, this guy will get at-bats. He will get time behind the plate, to which ratio I do not know, but you need his bat in the lineup. He is He's so good. The power numbers... You know, he's starting to get there. He obviously hit his first home run. Yep. Yeah, and he's a Blue Jay who's drawn walks, which is big. We need the base runners on. Um, cashing them in is a different thing. Um, but we're getting those base runners on. It's only going to be, uh, you know, a matter of series, a matter of, a, you know, 12 games down the road when our team's starting to really roll. It could, it, could happen, it could happen in our next series. But, yeah, need Kirk in the lineup. Good to see the power there. I still think, too, even when Danny Jansen does come back, because Alejandro Kirk's framing has been so good, especially at that pitch to bottom in the zone, I think Alejandro Kirk is going to get a chance still to catch, like, say, Alec Manoa or Jose Barrios, a guy who has these good two-seamers that really try to pound this ball low in the zone. I think, really, that could still be a match we see, and maybe Alejandro Kirk catches twice, Danny Jansen catches the other three days. It'll be really interesting to see once he gets back. Having too, mi- too much of a good thing, they say it could be a problem, but when you have two good catchers, in tandem, it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing for baseball, man. Absolutely. I'm going to get through these next thumbs up really quick here. I just want to give a nice shout out to the Sportsnet broadcast crew. I've, it's been really tough this year after we've been very stable with our broadcast crew with Buck Martinez and Jamie Campbell both having separate cancer diagnoses. They've had to make some changes and we've seen some faces on the television we haven't really normally seen. Uh, this series in Cleveland, we've been getting a lot of Ben Wagner, who was the Blue Jays radio voice, who... If you've never listened to a Blue Jays game on the radio, I, I suggest you should. Ben Wagner does a really good job doing that there. We've seen a lot of Arash Madani, who I know he kind of speaks monotone. He's very boring, but it's a tough job to fill. And it just kind of goes to appreciate how well Hazel May has done her job in the past before. We've seen guys like Arden Zwelling and Ben Nicholson Smith step up. So just a big shout out to the Sportsnet broadcast crew for doing what they're doing. And it's always got to be a tough job. Tough, tough shoes to fill, man. I mean, those are big guys for us and the Blue Jays in the city of Toronto. So anyone who could step up and do the job, um, it's it's needed, man. They're they're if you if they got a uh, depth chart for commentators, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, they're running low on that. So it's good, man. And they've I I thought Wagner did a, did a great job in the doubleheader uh, yesterday. Yeah. So you know what, like you know, good for him, man. Tough, like I said, tough shoes to fill, man. Tough shoes to fill. Riley, where are you on the Blue Jays uh, broadcasters depth chart list here? Where am I? I'll talk. Well, what do you mean? I mean, that's uh, Buck Martinez is is my is my ace. He's my cleanup hitter. He's yeah, he's everything. Yourself. How many people would they have to call before they get to you to call you and, and to call Blue and, Jays games? In Canada, probably I don't know seven hundred and fifty people. <laughs> Top one thousand, like, not too bad. I, 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 yeah, well, I'm pretty high on myself as far as <laughs> being able to call a call a game. I would I would put myself. I can't even say in the top of thousand. That sounds pretty, pretty biased. I think I would do okay though. I definitely know Buck Martinez though. That's for sure. That's yeah, it's he's hard to replace. Uh, yeah. Just one quick thumbs up. We're just happy to see Teoscar Hernandez back. Clutch single in the first game today. Is that bat right now against Eli Morgan? If something big happens there, we'll let you know. But so glad to see Teo back. We're going to need him. Uh, Riley, let's move into our thumbs down here. And uh, did you want to take the first one here? Yeah, I guess so, because I'm hoping that you said, Jesse, when we give a guy a thumbs down, then he kind of gets a kick in the butt and and starts moving. So last week it was Kirk. Um, This week I'm going to give it to um, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. As it stands right now, this is game without today's game stats. 0 for 9, Mm -hmm. over 3 games, and 2 walks. Now he's 0 for his last 12. Yeah. Yeah. So... With, I think, two two walks, it might be three, but still not good numbers as far as um, you know, sample size like that. Hitting in the meat of our lineup, he's playing first base today, 
Mm-hmm. And I like my first baseman to hit, even though Vladdy's our first baseman. Right. Lourdes is playing first base today. I'd like a first baseman who can hit. So, Lourdes, you're a guy on this team. You're always going to hit in the meat of the order. It would be really nice to get those powers, man. I seen you hit doubles, man. I seen you hit it out of the park. Even some nice line drive singles would be nice. Something. Just, you know, once he's a, he's going to be a streaky player. Jesse, you called this early on in the season. Yep. This is, for me, this is just a cold streak. For me, this is just a cold streak. For what it's worth, too, we've seen Lourdes Gurriel go on these streaks before. Like, he's never really hit well in April. He's always been a guy who heats up as the season goes on. So I'm confident he'll get there. But the problem with your streaky hitters, it, it depends on how long these streaks last. If your cold streak lasts four months and your hot streak is only six weeks, then you're not a good player. But if your hot streak lasts two and a half months and the rest of the time you're cold, you're a really good player. So it's... It's tough to judge. We're just kind of put some positive juju out there for Lourdes Gurriel Jr. See if this can wake him up, get a little spark here, you know, maybe a battle into New York. But I'm confident once the weather heats up, that Lourdes Gurriel's bat will also heat up. It's just let's hope it happens sooner rather than later. I'm totally in agreement with you. It's like they say, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. I got to give a thumbs down to Jose Barrios here, man. Like, are we starting to get worried about this guy yet? Six games into the season, he has flat out not been good has an ERA over five, which is the worst since his rookie season. He has a career-low ground ball rate by far at only 34.4%. Strikeout rate's the lowest of his career. And the hitters are hitting a career-line drive rate off Jose Barrios, too. I know an offense around the league in Major League Baseball is only going to get better as the summer months go on. So if this guy isn't getting ground balls, if this guy isn't getting strikeouts, and unless you're a super soft contact guy like Marco Estrada was for this team for years, and Jose Barrios isn't that guy, you are just not going to have success. We have this guy in Toronto for seven more years. And I don't know, man, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, do you think he's hurt maybe still or something is holding him back? That means he can't get this. I don't know what's going on, man. What do you think is going to happen here with Jose? So I'm up as far as a, a guy who knows the game of baseball, or I would like to think at least I know the game of baseball. I like to ride on guys who I think are supposed to be my our aces. So, that would be Barrios. You sign a guy that long, his pedigree, his potential, he's our ace. You know, we put a, we invested a lot into this guy, and I'm a guy who will try and make things work, Jesse. So you know what? Over four and two thirds, one of the stats that jumped out at me last start yeah. in that in that game, it was it was zero strikeouts, man. That's hard. That's hard that's, to that's watch. Tough, yeah, that's that's tough, man. And you said the other, yeah hits and the and the runs like you know giving up hard contact and walking guys and striking out guys those are three those are three thumbs down that, that can get you lit as a pitcher man um i i still want to be patient on barrios I, or uh, barrios my bad <laughs> i really i really want to be patient on him man i really want to be patient on him um I, it's like i say for hitters it's only a matter of time before they start to get the spark but I'm kind of inclined to believe that this might be a bad year for for Jose. It really might be, man. The track record is the big thing that people keep pointing back to, how he's been so consistent for so long in his career. He's still only 28 years old. But I really do think, man, we've got to start seeing some signs of life from Jose here. And I don't know. His next start is against the Yankees in a series that we're slowly – the Jays are losing games, and so we're slowly falling back behind the schedule. I know it's only May. I know it's still so early, but – you really want to win these games against the division rivals. And if Jose Barrios isn't, uh, isn't doing what he should be doing, I, I don't know. It, it could be tough. And I think if you were to rank the Blue Jays starters right now, Jose is probably, what, your third best starter? Maybe your fourth best starter right now? He's definitely behind Gosman and Manoa for sure. 
Yeah. So he's not the number one guy we thought he was going to be. No, but again, Brios is young. I still think you give him, you know, you, you, get, you give him the year, obviously. Like, you're oh. not going to send this guy down. No, he's on our staff, fun. whether you like it or not, man. Um, it's, it's obviously a huge hiccup to start the year. And it might be, you know, a poor year for him. But I'm still, even a year, I still am behind this guy, man. I, I support him, and I want him to be our ace, man. We signed him for a long, long time, man, six or seven years. So seven he's going to be yeah. here. Seven years, he's going to be here, man. Yeah, well, let's hope he can see some good things. He's going to be a guy we're going to be interested to watch going forward. Uh, another guy that I'm not interested to watch going forward, let me tell you, is Bradley Zimmer. Look, this guy has been hardly playable in his time with the Blue Jays. He knew when we made the trade with Cleveland to get him that he probably wouldn't offer much as this bat, but it's been tough to watch. 16 strikeouts and 27 at-bats for an OPS of 251. Oof. And aside from that Crawford boxes home run he had in Houston and the few bunt singles that he's, he's had to get on base, I feel like he's been an automatic out every time he's been at the plate. Like, you can see him being a pinch runner or a late-game defensive replacement, but I don't want to see Bradley Zimmer getting any more at-bats on this team and put someone else in there. Bradley Zimmer ain't it. Yeah, I'll be short and sweet when I say this. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Um, baseball's a more complete game. It's not like the 80s and the early 90s. Terrence Gore was the last type of player, yeah. I think, that will play like that. That's a specialist. That'll be a defensive replacement and, you know, pinch run. And there's not a lot of room for him on the team, man. I don't like to knock a player, but, you know, there's a certain fit for guys. I think he's more built for the National League in the 1990s than he is for this 2022 Toronto Blue Jays club. I mean, let's be real. He's the type of guy you would throw on your last spot on like a playoff roster when every single game is a must win and you need that stolen base or you need that defense in the outfield. But that's really the spot I see Bradley Zimmer now. I don't know. He's going to make some improvements if he's going to make it as a big leaguer going on here. Uh, Riley, just some, we're going to go over some minor news and notes here about the Blue Jays. As we mentioned here, Teoscar Hernandez is back in the lineup. Uh, he's good. He's been hitting in the four spot. Good to see. Uh, Casey Lawrence, who's made some appearances for the Blue Jays this spring, has been sent down to triple A. Uh, Hunjin Ryu made a rehab start in AAA Buffalo yesterday. He went four innings, gave up five runs, but only two of them were earned. Didn't walk a batter, had six strikeouts on 74 pitches. So you got to think his time is back here soon. Do you think he replaces Ross Stripling in this rotation or what did they do with Hunjin Ryu? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. I think after last start, that's something that should definitely be an option. I think that's your number one option, actually, because Ryu's another guy. I love to give it to the veteran arms and nothing about stripling, but he's really a spot starter for us. He's a long relief guy on this team. I think you just try and bring the depth chart back to as normal as possible. And that's putting Hunjin Ryu in the lineup. Yeah, Ross have him. did his job, right? He, yes. came in, he made four or yeah. five starts. Pitched all right. That's what you want from him. So not upset to see that there. No, you hope Ryu covered from, recovered from his injury and you hope he comes in and, and gives you that arm kind of picking up the slack for, for Barrios and, and, um, and all, and honestly for stripling in the last, in his last appearance. Yeah. But he needs to be better too. So we'll watch for that. Going yes. Forward. Yes, uh, he does. Our friend Gosuke Kato was claimed off waivers by the, uh, off the Blue Jays. He's now with the New York Mets. So, so long to our friend Gosuke Kato. Uh, Kevin Biggio is with the Bisons, but hasn't gotten to a game yet. So he seems to be on his way back sometime here soon. And Ryan Barucki is up with the team, which means we had to send Julian Merriweather back to AAA. So any thoughts on those moves there? Not much. You're, you're subbing in. I mean, good for Cato. Um, mm-hmm. If he if he plays with the Mets, I have a feeling that they're favorites for the NL East division right now. Yep. Um, if he gets some time with an Ash League team, um, 
you know, it's not like he, they're playing. We're not, he's not playing for the Yankees or the Red Sox. He's uh, playing in the other league. So I'm I'm happy for for Gossett Cato because he was a fun guy. It's a fun baseball guy, and I mean the Mets are a good team. Let's be honest. Good for him. Um, I like having Baraki up here though. I've always I yep. I like him as a lefty. I think he'll work long out of the pen, like, um, like stripling at this point in the year. And Merriweather for May and for Mesa, I think you said. Uh, Mary uh, Merriweather went down when Baraki came up. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, no, not Mesa. I was there, Baraki. But you send down, um, send down Merriweather. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the end of the world there. Yeah, I got to think Trent Thornton is probably on his way down too in the yeah. near future here as well. Um, that's it, though. The Jays are currently 17-12. and 12. Like we said, game four of the series against Cleveland is still going on. They're tied at two. They're heading into the fifth. So I'm going to buckle down and watch the rest of that game here. Um, but anyways, the Jays have a day off tomorrow, a well-needed day off, if that. And then we're going right back to play the New York Yankees for a little two-game miniseries against the Yankees in the Bronx. Game one, it's going to be Yusei Kikuchi versus Luis Severino. And game two is going to be an afternoon start. It's going to be Jose Barrios and his 534 ERA taking on Jamison Tyone. Riley, what are you looking forward to seeing in these two games? I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Barrios bounce back. And uh, (laughs) every time, man, looking forward to Barrios bouncing back in this game because he's going to need it against the Yankees, man. He's absolutely going to need a good quality start, man. We need to see it. It's a two game set. Um, I would, I would love to walk away with two, but we can't lose both these games. We can, it's a, it's a, it's a cannot lose to the Yankees who are a hot team. We need that. What it's worth, the Jays have played well in Yankee Stadium over the last few years here, and this makes this final game in Cleveland very important. We need to win this game to salvage a split because going into Yankees with looks like the Yankees have the advantage in the pitching matchup in the first two games, and their bullpen has been so good to start the year here that either the Jays' offense is going to really, really, really need to get going, or we're going to need stud performances from Kikuchi and Barrios. So I'm nervous. I'm saying we're going to get a split, but I don't know. I've kind of got an uneasy feeling about these two games in New York. Yeah, as do I, as do I, Jesse. I, we need good pitching, man. Like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them got hit, hit hard. I hope they both don't get hit hard, but we as a Blue Jays team need to have one of those seven, eight run games against the Yankees. Let's staple them. And one of those games, man, that would be just lovely. Looking forward to that. Uh, that'll do it for our episode here today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe as we just hit a very nice 69 subscribers on the season. So for just two kids who just love baseball, I don't think that's too bad. And we're just going to keep going up from here. Uh, we're going to be doing this all season long. So make sure to stick around with us. Follow on on Twitter at BudsJace to interact and get in touch with us. You want to say something goofy? We're all on board with that. We're just goofy kids doing this here too. Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here today? Jose Barrios. <laughs> You nailed it, bud. Out of beat. Gotcha. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Let's go, Blue Jays. Happy birthday, Mom.